Father, as we come this morning, we're thankful, uh, God, that we can look to you in all things. Thank you that we were able to sing together. Uh, we can share together things even like the graduates and celebrate with them and different things, Lord, we can share our lives together. So this morning, use your word to teach us some things, God. We're going to learn about living water and some things. Hopefully, each one of us will come away with something today that uh, we can hang on to and share with others. So that's our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All of us understand how important water is. We cannot last long without water. Water is life, and without it we die. If we don't have enough water for crops, starvation comes and people die. That happens yearly in in the world that we live in. As much as of a reality that it is today, it was in the days of Jesus too. Same thing. Water is necessary. Um, we don't think about it much because, man, we live in a place where we have lots of good clean water here where we're living. The Kootenai River runs by us and all the creeks and streams we have. But it's not like this everywhere. If you've been in Africa, you heard Phil and the guys talking about Nicaragua. Clean water is an issue. Stuff We can hop on an airplane and tomorrow be somewhere that, that uh, uh, we could die from lack of water if we weren't paying attention. And this is why it was so wise for Jesus to use water, the physical form of water, to help us understand a spiritual application. And, um, that, and that spiritual application is even more important than the water that we drink to stay healthy and alive. But before we go any further, I want to leave you with a mental picture of a beautiful, clear, cold, clean water coming out of a mountain, out of a spring. Just shy of three years ago in the fall, I was camping in the backcountry in the Bob Marshall Wilderness. And one of the days while I was hunting, I came across a spring that was on the side of a ridge or the side of the mountain that I was hiking on. And yes, I knelt down and got a drink out of this spring. But, uh, and the water was great. And it wasn't by a trail. It was just out. You had to go by it close to be able to see it and then it ran down the hill just a little distance and into a little meadow and it uh, produced some hardy plant vegetation there it was just a cool thing words cannot describe it really so I took a little video of it at the time and I'm going to let you see see what I'm talking about and never mind my rifle laying on the ground that we are in Montana okay so, isn't that cool? And uh, so there's a, now we have a mental picture in our mind of beautiful, clear, clean, cold water. Uh, most of you probably won't see that with your own eyes. I don't know if I'll see it again or not. I don't know, but uh, I did get to see it. And you guys got to watch the clip. But uh, turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 7.
John chapter 7, verse 37. If you need a Bible, there would be one uh, hopefully in the chair rack in front of you so you can look along uh, with us here if you would want to or on your phones, um, your Bible app. But anyhow, uh, John chapter 7, verse 37. And uh, just to preface this, Jesus is in Jerusalem and he's in the temple and he's speaking, and it was during what they called the Feast of Booths that uh, was happening that time in Jerusalem. And on, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So after reading these verses, I I want us to ask three questions. And we have a slide here that Terry's going to have up here. It says, uh, the three questions I want us to think about this morning. Who gives the living water? What is the living water? And... Where does the living water come from? Okay, so we're going to think about those questions this morning a little bit in depth. So thinking of the first one, who gives the living water? Well, turn in your Bible. Go back, if you're in John chapter 7, go back to chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 7. Start there and read down through some verses. So, chapter 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask me for a, a drink, or ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. You see, we can see here that Jesus gives living water. We find it in him and through him. And Jesus explained this to the Samaritan woman, didn't he? And so now let's go to the other question. What is the living water? God's Spirit's the living water, okay? And we're going to go 
back to uh, verse 38, okay, of John chapter 7. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who he believed in him, or who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, God's Spirit is the living water, okay? We find that out. And uh, when we, we receive Jesus, we receive the living water through Him. But it, if you noticed in verse 39, it said, For as yet the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not glorified. What this was referring to is the ascension of Jesus after He was crucified, and uh, when He ascended back into heaven to sit at the right hand of His Father after the crucifixion and His resurrection. But let's look now, go to John chapter 16 in your Bible. Flip over to there. John chapter 16, and we're going to start in verse 7. Man, it's good to hear the pages rustle in here. This will be Jesus talking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I will still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So see, here we see in in Jesus' words the job of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the one that will tell us the things that we need to hear. Right? Isn't that good? Jesus just draws a good picture there of what the Spirit does. The Spirit pays attention to the things that are happening. And in my mind, I think of conversations that Jesus and God the Father are having and the Spirit's paying attention and He's thinking, yeah, people need to know that. I can bring that to life in the words of God and and what Jesus has talked about and said. I, I mean, that's what He's saying. That's Dini's paraphrase of it. Pretty cool stuff. The job of the Holy Spirit. Now, now flip over to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And now we're going to, the context of this, remember Peter, Jesus had been crucified. Peter is speaking to the crowd and the people realize that they crucified Jesus and that the Messiah, the Savior had come. Some of the people 
realize that. And then they said, what do we need to do? Listen what Peter says. Verse 38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now remember, we just talked about what the Holy Spirit does for us. That's cool. So, let's move on to the next question here. Where does the living water flow from? And this is, this is where I learned something from the Old Testament book of Ezekiel. And remember the study that I was telling you that we did in January, the, this was pointed out. And boy, this is wonderful. This is good stuff. You might have already thought about this or whatever, but there, I'm sure there will be people here like me that have not thought of um, this scripture that here that we're going to look at. But... Um, we're going to read in the book of Ezekiel. So turn to chapter 47 in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel. If you hit the book of Daniel, back up a book and uh, you'll be in Ezekiel. But um, the prophet Ezekiel wrote these words between 580 and 600 years before Jesus was born. Okay, so keep that in mind. Ezekiel is writing these words and he couldn't have understood. He understood that God put something on his heart to write because of what he had seen and what he writes about. But wondering, you know, in your mind, wonder what Ezekiel uh, was thinking um, as he wrote these things. So chapter 47, we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to read 12 verses there. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced the east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces towards the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side, going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand. The man measured a thousand cubits. Now, a thousand cubits is roughly between a quarter of a mile and a third of a mile. And then he led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was knee deep. And again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. 
and there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea from Engedi to Enegliam. It will be a place for the spreading of the nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Now, when Jesus came, the living water showed up. The water flowed from the temple and spread and you, we read that about how it spread all around and as they went around the temple it got deeper and it was spreading and, and the water brought life and healing even to the Dead Sea. Now when they're talking about En Gedi, it's, it's about halfway down the shoreline of the Dead Sea. And if you have your Bible map and you see the Sea of Galilee and the Holy Land and then the Jordan River runs down and it ends in the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because it is dead. And uh, things don't live in it. That's the end of where the water goes and evaporates and very salty. But um, the, the water brought life and healing along the river and even to the Dead Sea is that Water runs into the Dead Sea. You know the Dead Sea is the world we live in? See the examples that are being used in the Scripture that we can take that are written and when we dive into it we can see how things work. The, the idea of, of water being used and, and the water, the fresh water making the Dead Sea come to life, growing things along the shore of the river. But Jesus brought us life and He brought healing to us into a world that was broken by sin. What a neat thing to see that Ezekiel is talking about here. But Here's the part that got me excited and burned into my mind. And I want this to stick in your minds today too. So when you leave, there's no doubt in your mind. Ezekiel says in the first verse, the water is flowing from the temple. Okay, that's what the picture that we got there. And in the New Testament, we learn that we are the temple God's Spirit dwells in. Remember, He dwells in us, right? And uh, I'm going to say that again, okay, in case you weren't paying attention or you're getting a little bit drowsy. We are the temple, that's us, that the, uh, God lives in, His Spirit lives in us. We're that temple. And um, you and me, those of us that have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and those who believe in Him. And if you turn in your Bible to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 
and verse 16. So don't take my word for it. Listen to what Paul says here. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Paul wrote that. That's easy to understand, isn't it? You guys don't even need me to explain that to you. Uh, easy, easy to understand. Now let's go over to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. And we're going to look at uh, verse, starting in verse 18. For through Him, we both have access in one Spirit to the Father, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Isn't that neat to think of? Uh, Now let's go back to John chapter 7, and we're going to look at uh, verse 38 again. And and here he says, Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now let me ask you the question, when when he says out of his heart, who is that? That's us. That's a believer. Out of his heart. Now, we are not the living water. Jesus is the living water. But the living water flows out of the believers. And Ezekiel painted the picture of the water flowing out of the temple. In the Old Testament, the temple was where God chose to dwell, but Jesus came and we're the temple. He doesn't dwell in a building that is made by man. He dwells in our hearts. Wow. Good good things to remember. Um, but we're that temple that Ezekiel was talking about. And we have a story to tell. The story of what Jesus has done for us. And it's all about Him. The water is spreading. That water is getting deeper and deeper. That Ezekiel was talking about. The start out ankle deep. And then knee deep. And waist deep. And then too deep. To even, he would have had to swim in it. It's getting deeper and deeper as more people... Find out about Jesus. That water is getting deeper. I love the thought of that. So, now let's look at the, this slide again that Terry has at the end here. Who gives the living water? Jesus does. What is the living water? It's God's Holy Spirit. Where does the living water flow from? The temple And we're the temple. So, where does it come from? It comes from us, right? Let's hear the word us. Us. That's you and me, where that water is coming from. And I want to leave you with uh, this illustration today, um, using water as an example of what we're talking about. So, I'm going to just kind of be talking while I'm moving around here. And using water and living water. 
is our thought process here. I have some water, and I'm going to give these to a person, different people, and I want them to give it to somebody else. But here's the idea of it. That water that Bill has there in his hand would spiritually would signify living water. And Bill has a story to tell about what Jesus has done for him. That's something that can happen. Um, I see Molly sitting here. Molly, just think, you have living water that uh, you can pass along to somebody else. And I know you've been doing that, and the story can just go on and on here. And uh, my friend Scott is here too. And Scott, you have living water because you're a child of the King. You can pass out living water to others. And uh, see the application there that, that uh, Jesus was using about living water flowing out of us. And you, we don't even need to be a preacher or a teacher or a scholar. Uh, uh, you guys know I'm not a scholar. I'm an old logger and an old cop and, and an associate minister and stuff. But uh, we have God's Word and we can pass along living water to others. Somebody gave it to us, right? We're here because somebody somewhere along the line shared with us and we believed and we found Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So now the living water flows from us. Really, that's pretty simple. But uh, I got excited about that. Our Bible study group here knows what uh, I'm talking about uh, uh, in the lesson that we had got to listen to. But here's the cool thing too, is living water lasts for eternity. Really that bottle of water there that I passed out, we could drink that or give that to somebody to drink, but they'll get thirsty again. But the living water that we have, people will not thirst again. Um, it's going to be good for all of eternity. And the living water, God's Spirit that Jesus has left with us is what's going to um, go with us into eternity. So go and tell others about the living water and the story of Jesus and, and Him saving us from our brokenness, okay? He's our Savior. Others need to hear that. And uh, we know it. We need to share it, okay? So let's go ahead and uh, um, stand up. And uh, I'll have a prayer and then Rain is going to uh, close close us out. So uh, think about that and pray along with me, okay? Father, as we come uh, to You this morning, God, uh, we're thankful that we can take Your Word. We can look at it. We can go back into the Old Testament and see a story that I'm sure Ezekiel, when he had written these words, was thinking, man, what am I writing down? What am I talking about? I don't understand this. And then Jesus came along and, and uh, now we see what the meaning was. That is so wonderful. Your word is so great, God.
And so uh, this morning, Lord, each one of us here, let us know and understand that uh, we have the living water to give to others because we've received it. And your spirit uh, works in our lives and it works in other people's lives. And the spirit uh, um, knows and understands all things about God and Jesus. Uh, uh, wow. And uh, the spirit never conflicts your word. And uh, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And we thank you for that. So help us to remember these things today. And we love you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.